yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranelagh, cold butt of a gun put into the back of your skull. That's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm not here to hurt you. A brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919, 1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. The Left Wing Podcast in association with Land Rover. Whether you're headed to a match or a weekend away, there's plenty of space for your team and their gear in the new Discovery Sport. Okay, what? O'Driscoll, Morgan, extra man, it's Fitzgerald. Hello and welcome to the Left Wing Independent.ie's rugby podcast in association with Land Rover. I'm Will Slattery, delighted to be joined in studio as always by Luke Fitzgerald. Luke, hello. Will, how are you? I'm good. A lot to talk about after that weekend. I'm delighted to be joined in studio as well by Neil Francis to go through it all. Neil, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks, Will. And uh, reading your article after the game, you said it was probably the most comprehensive 12-point hammering you've seen in quite a while. What What is your kind of, after maybe another day to reflect on it, what is the most concerning aspect for you after that defeat to England? Uh, out thought again. You know, the, I'd, I'd forget, about the, forget about the August game and you go back to... Um, the Aviva, so February in the Aviva, and audacious, like they played with real audacity. So if you remember the first, I think it was a Johnny May who scored the first try, mm. and throw the throw over the back of the line out to Tuolagi, and the skip pan, they just caught us cold. Like Ireland just weren't expecting that, and tactically, uh, just way ahead of us. I I don't think, I don't think Ireland were mentally up for that game at all. You, you know, you can say, you know, you know, on the Wednesday whether you're going to play or not. And Ireland, I just couldn't believe how, there are certain things that you, you do, you know, that tell you that you can stay in a game and Ireland just didn't do that. So you're tackling, um, even sort of, even, even in contact, we were, you know, you, you only let yourself be bullied if you if you just put the hands up. So, two fellas on one uh, path, and then the rest of them, you know. So I thought Ryan, oh, player, yeah. was you know, and so where what's his mindset? Where he's sort of saying, okay, I'm clearing out. So there were six or seven clearouts where you could hear the crowd, and I, I he was close to being pinged. They were so aggressive. So he's on he's on one wavelength, Stander, not far be not far behind him. At least he got stuck in, and then the other six, off the off the map in terms of what was required. So I think, not up for it first of all, which was very very disappointing. There are, there are certain things, tackling, clearing out, making your tackles, even kind of scrummaging, uh, and just off the pace in terms of, of doing that. So you know if Ireland are up for it because they they can, there are certain things you can, you know, if you're outthought, fair enough. If you're outplayed, fair enough. But in, the, in terms of the physical stakes, if you don't confront England at Twickenham from the very off, you're going to be well beaten. And the only thing that surprised me, 24-12, I mean, it could have been, I saw Matt Dawson, you know, sort of talking about 30-point margin, I don't like Matt, but I couldn't disagree with him on this. It could have been thirty if they, 
if they if England had, a, had been a little bit luckier and if they'd kept their foot on the uh, the accelerator. And you know, if you to Neil's point about the physical or the physical dominance England had, or, or how Ireland struggled to contain them in that regard, like you know, this is an England team missing Mako and Billy Vunapola, two guys who in the fixtures between the sides have been extremely uh, you know important for England. So they didn't have either of those guys, and yet, as Johnny Sexton himself said after the game, at times it was like a rerun of that game in the Aviva last year in terms of just how you know comprehensively Ireland were outplayed. Like, were you surprised about how about how the game unfolded in that regard? Uh, not particularly I kind of said it last week really I thought it would be tighter because I just thought Ireland would show up but I didn't think they did you know and probably compounded by some basic errors like you really have to be when you're when you're under that much pressure you know look usually you do end up making a few of those kind of errors but if you can hang on and not make them um, you know they could have still been in the game and maybe when they got that little bit of I suppose that period in the second half where they you know, got a few points on the board, things could look a lot different or if they, you know, got the kicks, you know, things could uh, looked a lot different. But, um, you know, I really think the key for Ireland is, or for any team, sorry, <clears throat> is, in, like in rugby, it's going to be the physical battle and they lost that fairly comprehensively. And I think against England, you know, and you saw New Zealand struggle with it as well in the World Cup, if in those tight areas around the rook, kind of from one to four defenders, you know, from, from, from their first to the fourth defender, if you're not creative around there, um, you know, they're, you, you'll just get punished. You know, you just get really, really punished. You have to be brave and take a few chances. If you're just going one-out runners from Conor Murray all day, if there's any kind of slow up to the ball, um, you know, re, you know, to the receiver getting the ball, you're just going to get smashed backwards. And I thought that was exactly what happened in the Aviva. I thought that was exactly what happened in Twickenham. Consequently, every single decision that Ireland had to make from their, you know, particularly their two playmakers who are going to probably get lambasted this week, every single decision was you know, they had a half a second or a second less and they were under pressure making every single one of them. Um, so I think they need to find some way of figuring out what you do to to counteract this. Leinster really struggled, I thought, against Saracens with it as well. There's an awful lot of similarities. Um, and, and what you do against that, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I know for, for well, I, I think the kicking strategy against them, and it was very evident last year in the Aviva, that's defunct against them now. They figured that out. You need to figure out you know, other places to go. I thought it was fairly telling that the two tries that England got at the start were kind of off, you know, chips, uh, which I think is interesting because both defences are employing a, a similar strategy, albeit England are doing it better. Um, but that's, you know, I thought that was interesting. You know, do you, like, uh, I suppose the, the, the drawback in that is that, you, you know, if it doesn't go well, you're giving them the ball back. But they need to think about something there. I think when you're exiting, you know the the high ball from from nine. It's just not working. Those box kicks are not working against them. They figured that out. They're just blocking all the runners, and they end up getting an easy take. Um, you know, I think that crossfield Gary Owen is something that we need to really explore. Um, or even just going up the middle and chasing with the guys who have a little bit more space, and maybe you get a few more runners to to attack them there. Um, and I thought defensively as well. It wasn't really mentioned, but I thought they were. They really took us out in the tight exchanges. We never really knocked them back in there. So. I think the biggest mistake that Eddie Jones makes is picking Ford and Farrell. I think that's the biggest mistake he can make. Now, you can argue about Slade being, Slade being injured, but he was back for this game. Their best pairing is definitely Farrell, Tuolagi and Slade, 100% in my mind. But they get made to look like heroes if you don't stop the momentum and the tight exchanges, which Ireland didn't do. So if you don't do that, like they get time in the ball and they get to you know, bring all their, their dangerous runners and they get too laggy on the front foot, they get Johnny May going out the back, they get Elliot Daly. All these guys look like superheroes and that looks like a really good decision. Whereas against the big teams and South Africa showed it up, it's not, a, it's not their best combination. It is not their best combination out there. So there are a few areas, Will, I know I'm drone on a bit, but... It was frustrating watching it, you know, and I've been waiting a while to get that off my chest, to be honest. Just on the, on the physical aspect of it, Neil, because if you if you look through the weights of both teams, it was identical in terms of, the, the you know, across from one to 15, if you added it up, it was identical. So, on that sense, you know, why why should Ireland be getting bullied, as, as you say? And if you look back to some of the other fixtures, you know, I know there's been a few, you know, new faces brought in for England, but in 2017 and 2018, Ireland won those both games in the Six Nations. They, there was no accusations those days that they should be physically out-muscled to this extent. Like, what, what's changed in that regard? Because it's not as if the Irish team are small men, you know, across the board. There's some big guys in that pack as well. Why is it when they come up against England in the last year or so that they've just gotten completely blown away? Just top four. That's it. They're all, they're all as fit as each other. I'm sure they're benching in the gym exactly the same amount of 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 weights. Everything would be, it's just your mental approach and your mindset. 
and that's the that's the difference. And like selection, you know, did 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 Jones get a selection right? Of course he did, because he won. You know, he could have picked another another fifteen, and and because the force was with them, and because Ireland weren't up for it, um, so he got. I mean, he's a smarter coach, and that's that's the problem. Now he caught Joe once, uh, but I just think uh, getting out thought. And he, and he, I think he was clever. I mean, he he has us. As Luke is saying he has us sussed, right? So we gotta we gotta rethink, and I, I think that's a problem. You know, I if if I was a player now, and you'd sort of say, what would I prefer a strong personality as a coach or a smart guy as a coach? I'd go for smart, and I don't think we have him. I don't think I don't think uh, Andy Farrell is a particularly smart coach, and his ability to think on the hoof. And to figure things out at half time, and to have the right, correct approach to how to beat England, and I think Jones like just simple things. Um, that guy Furbank is a dreadful player, and I, I watched him play for Northampton, uh, and he's, you know, he's he's quick and he's good hands and he looks good, but he was dreadful against France and he was dreadful against Scotland, and he just said, okay, there's have a chance here. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a weak point. So, moved daily back. Didn't have to, and he said he's not quite right. He wasn't not quite right. They just didn't pick him, and he was dropped. So, I I think they've got it right. One of the reasons why you can see why they pick Ford. Now Ford at this stage is a very good standard international player. Uh, he has his weaknesses, but. Um, you know they haven't been found. They were found out in the World Cup final, but that's at the very, very highest level. Um, so, the their kicking was just so good, and the two kicks from Youngs and the kick from from uh, Ford. You know, whenever we try a dink or a little grubber along the ground, it's always it always seems to be a lateral kick right in front of us, or a little to the right. This was a diagonal, so caught your winger who was up on the line and I caught your full back and I thought Larmer was just a little little out of position not not hugely and eight times nine times out of ten he just kicked the ball dead or whatever else but the the kick was very very good and at the sometimes the very worst that could happen would be you carry it over and you have a five yard scrum and England are knocking on the door again there so they use that ball very very well and he just got a selection right, and I just like the the way they work Ford and the way they work Farrell. Um, and uh, I mean Farrell's, I don't think is playing particularly well at the moment, but because we're on the foot, the front foot the whole time, um, you know, it's a it's a real advantage to have. And I I just quite surprised that they lost to to France because they're they're the best side in the competition. Mm, and in terms of an Irish perspective as well, obviously the halfback pairing of Conor Murray and Johnny Sexton are you know, coming under a bit of pressure or in for a bit of criticism after last weekend. As you say, you know when you are when your pack is being beaten like that, you know you are at a huge disadvantage. But they didn't play well, notwithstanding that. Um, you know what did you make of their display? You know I know Johnny Sexton had a very uncharacteristic off day from the kicking tee. Like those those kicks, even looking at them looked, you know. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I don't I certainly don't profess, <laughs> profess to be any kind of expert when it comes to kicking, but I tell you what, I am an expert. Well, uh, as far as a player goes, um, certainly not a doctor, but <laughs> pretty much, a, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to think I know my strapping around my knees pretty well. It looks to me like it's. Now, sorry, I, I honestly, I'm making, I'm purely speculating here. Just from what I'm looking at on his knee, that looks like a medial. The, the same the same strapping you get when you have a medial tear. I noticed it last week against Wales as well, like very heavily strapped as well. Um, it's the only thing that can re that really because when you have a medial tear, the bottom half of your leg it almost feel like it's trailing behind. It'd be really hard to kick with, um, and place kick I'd say it'd be extremely hard to kick with as well. Uh, I'm not making excuses for him because I'm actually, as I said, I, don't, I haven't talked to him or anything like that. Um, but that looks like that's what that is to me. And I'd be very surprised, you know, if that didn't affect him somewhere, you know, in his kicking game, which it clearly has. Two very uncharacteristic kicks. I always think he nearly gets better with the pressure um, when, he, when he's kicking. Uh, and he had a bad one last week as well. You know, he kind of a funny one last week as well. So, or two weeks ago, excuse me. So, look, leaving that aside, 
only speculating on that, but that's what the strapping definitely looks like. Um, I didn't think they helped the pack out either. Um, you know, I thought it was probably a bit premature for everyone to be talking about, you know, the guys, how well the team played last week. I did say this was going to be a key game to see how far they'd come or if the new coaching staff had had any impact. Um, and I still see lots of similarities. I just don't see much of a change in the game plan. There was talk of it. I saw them play one slightly different kind of set play that didn't come off. Um, but other than that, I just don't see much change. I don't see anyone trying to, um, you know, like any kind of creativity in that area. Like everyone knows that Ireland are going to be playing off Conor Murray. And if Johnny Sexton's down, it's definitely off Conor Murray. If Conor Murray's down, they're going to pick and go. I just don't see anyone trying anything new or creative in there. Now, maybe someone will say to me, well, what else would you try in there? Um, I don't know exactly, but I know they need to try something. Um, it can't be the same picture over and over again. When you see Man and Two Laggy after the match, saying, "Yeah, we knew if we shut them down and off nine, that that was you know that could be the game." You know that was obviously a key point. And, the, and he was talking about the hits they were putting, and he was right. They absolutely marmalised us in those areas. Someone needs to figure out and grab the whole, but sorry, grab the game by the scrub of the neck and try something new. Try, try and give your forward some kind of platform to get them into the game because they, you could see they were really struggling. Uh, like I, when I was looking at it, I was thinking, you know, who 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 on the on the touch side has said, right, lads, this isn't working. Like this is not working. We need to try something different. Um, I didn't see anything. I didn't see them trying to attempt anything new. Stuck to the game plan and just kept getting smashed back. Um, like what I'd be proposing, even for a, for a, even for a period, no matter where you're on the pitch, just pick and go. Just pick and go. Like, just hang on to the ball. Just don't, like, deny them possession. Try and get a penalty. Try and get something in the game. Try and get somewhere in the game where you go, right, well, let's try something different now. You know, we ha like, because otherwise you're stuck in a rut where, you know, you've got no momentum for the whole thing. Your, your halfbacks are, are clearly not playing well. Your, your pack are struggling to get a hold in the game, get a foothold. You need to do something. You need to have the ball. Um, I don't they, know what you think, Neil. Yeah, no, they, they, they weren't helped on a lot of things there. Like, you're, 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 what you're trying to do is get your pack going forward. So Murray had uh, about five kicks, either box kicks or clearance. Now, there was a little bit of a, a breeze mm, yeah, yeah. in the first half. Oh, difficult, so, yeah. Uh, and they were dreadful, dreadful kicks. I mean, I haven't seen as, as bad kicks from, from sort of Murray. So say if you'd maxed out on those and they were the best kicks that you could have got and, and instead of going 15 metres further, like when one of his clearance only, only went 10 yards mm. and it's box kicks just you know it's just a, 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 they're turnovers mm. that's all that's all they are so if they had worked you know and, and he had his his kicking game was on song you know that gets you in the game do you say this is kind of touches well I, I see i look at that and i think even if they were really good well, we've got the ball back i think maybe two years ago we probably would have got the ball back I feel like now people have kind of figured this out. Like I was yeah, looking at it. You know when you watch yeah. Connacht in really extreme conditions down the sports ground and they are, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that they've got it figured out, but they adapt really well to the conditions. If they're playing up again, up the hill, into the wind, they just start picking the ball. They just start picking and going. Oh, yeah. Five minutes from their own line. I'm not yeah. suggesting that you do that for the whole game, but for a period of 10 minutes, it's just say, we're just going to deny the ball. They're going to get frustrated. You might give away a penalty. We're just going to be really accurate for 10 We can't, you can't really mess that up. You know what I mean? It's hard to mess that up. Well, I'd be suggesting something like that. When the kicking game is clearly off, um, something, or even take pressure off Murray where you say, we're not going to give you, like some of those kicks, like there were 15 metre channels and he looked like he was going for touch or going, like you want to try and get as close to the touch on as possible. That is unbelievably difficult to try and kick that ball pretty much over your shoulder. I've seen Murray do it, but not when we're under that much pressure. You know, and not when you're clearing in, in kind of swirly conditions. I thought the ask from him when a guy who's kind of probably feeling the pressure a little bit as well was way too much. Like something like Johnny Sexton, maybe a crossfield Gary Owen. Some, you need to try something different is what I'm saying. And I'm just wondering, has someone really sat down and considered this? Because there's been a few occasions when Ireland have really struggled against this England team. And it'd be worrying. I thought they struggled against Wales last year in the Millennium. That pace off the line... Being really physical, you know, when, when those, you know, first four or five defenders are up hard off the line, we re seem to really struggle because all we do is he either head back in towards the rook or we're getting smashed backwards. And, and I just don't see, like, you know, I don't see any other way of dealing with this, particularly if the referees are not, and they're just, they're not going to do it, are not going to referee the offside line. They're just not going to do it. There's no, there's no option for you. There, there's one of the great uh, scenes from when we were kings as Norman Mailer was analysing Ali and Foreman and one of the things he spotted was that Ali was leading with his right and, and he caught Foreman 
four or five times in the first, and it enraged Foreman. Like, and and not only did it enrage him, but it surprised him really because Ali had sort of he, he left himself wide open because normally you lead with your left. It's an insult. To it's a, an insult to, to a professional boxer. It's an yeah, insult yeah. to a professional boxer. If your your father <laughs> might have <laughs> told you anyway, and I I thought it was an insult what what England did to Ireland at the breakdown because quite often you just see it there were there was one one English player in the rook hmm. you know and every, every time and a lot of times they just got out of the rook and you and, and that's an insult I think to it to a certain degree so and what so what what did they do and you could see them you could see them fan back when the kick was signaled or they were they were all across the line and they could get four they had, they had a kind of a Ledley King holding pattern. Sometimes either Farrell or Ford were in the midfield and then you had your back three in the backfield. So you couldn't do anything. You couldn't kick effectively. You, the kick would have to be absolutely brilliant. So who's leading the pack? And you just sort of say, and this is something you you can't just start it in the middle of a test match in Twickenham because, as you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a hard place to, to, to operate. So nobody in the ruck... Just picking, yeah. yeah, but it, but it's not a. It, it would have to be a little bit more simple now than, or, or a little bit more complex than a pick a pick and drive. And I've seen some uh, some teams try and set up malls mm. in general play, mm. and then try try and bring in forwards, you know. And and if they don't, if the forwards, if all the forwards were fanned out, don't come in. Well, then you 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 kind of burst through, mm. and it's something you've got to do where. One fo- the forwards have got to do a little, even a triangle, or else just pick the ball and, and kind of go over the top and try and offload it to guys. And it's something you have to practice. Um, now, Joe is gone. You know, it's, it's offload city. You know, and I mean, <laughs> you, you, won't, you won't be put into the naughty corner uh, for trying an offload. Uh, but if you, don't, if you don't kind of practice it. So uh, England had one player maybe two in the rook all day long and you know and if if every if all your options if you're not kicking well and all your options you know so once you line bust and particularly through the rook you're in trouble mm. you know and, and 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 if you can if you can get you know your forwards and your runners onto that and you're clever and you don't go to ground with the first tackle you stand tall and you and you take it and it's it's amazing how how little original thought there is, and because we, all we do is we ape New Zealand, except we're three or four years behind them. So this might be original thought from from Eddie. Now I thought I thought Pivac, I thought Wales were a little unlucky against against Ireland, mm. and I thought some of the things they were doing. If you remember Williams, Thomas Williams, try, where uh, they got Alan Wynne Jones. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah, the little. Ball back inside after. Ball, well, ball yeah. back, but it was an offload. Mm. So how do you use your big men? Like, I mean, I, I, I despair. Every time I see Devon Toner taking the ball on, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a collapse. And he makes the yard may, maybe kind of less there. And it's a bad use of your big men. So your big men should be standing tall, particularly in midfield. If you if you place them out in midfield, and it's I think it's good thinking that you place them out in midfield and instead of actually just bending at, at a 90-degree angle, and going to ground, using their power against a smaller centre, and offloading, uh, and the, it was an offload back inside. That's a line bust, and look what happened. They scored, and it's you got to do it either further closer into the rock, or you got to do it out in midfield and place your men there. But I don't think we have. It's it's one of the problems with Murray, whether he can or he can't do it. That Luke McGrath can certainly do it. You know, a little snipe around the thing there, and he's clever enough to f- feed his feed his back row or feed any of his pack just around the side. He does it for Leinster. Now there's less space. You know, there's yeah, less yeah, in, a, in a test of that match. You know, you take it around the side, and sometimes you just get snotted. Mm. Um, and that's why, if there's nobody in the rook, that's where you're. And nobody thinking, nobody thinking on the hoof. Well, like I would suggest that something needs to come in from. You know, from the touchline, you know, I, I would say that's where your coaches come in. They say, "Listen, lads, we're really struggling here. So we're going to have just ten minutes where we're going to just we're going to we're going to play the most boring rugby of all time, but we're going to hang on to the ball 
and we're gonna if we you know we're gonna try and eke out penalties or we're gonna be really accurate at rook time. We're just gonna pick and go. We're gonna pick and go in with two guys into into one or two. Uh, we're gonna hang in around that rook because they're just not they're not they're fanning out. They're not competing there. They're just gonna come off the line and smash us backwards. Our playmakers have no chance against that. Um, you know, and I do agree. With, I think when you when you listen to that, it's very interesting to hear the 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 the, the thought around Alan Jones because New Zealand have been doing this for a very long time with Brody Vitalik. They just leave him in the middle of the pitch. Now he, no, I'd, I'd say someone like Dev Toner or James Ryan actually have fan, like they've, they're brilliant handers of the ball. Even Ian Henderson is a lovely runner with with the football as well. So there could be something there, but something needs to happen because they need to figure out a way to get around this kind of defence. And I think Leinster are, are in the same boat if they come up against Saracens. I really believe it. I thought last year they looked like they they, they had no no other no, nothing else changed in the middle of the game even when they were struggling. I thought that was like I thought Saracens beat us or beat Leinster sorry very very well last year in that final. It was interesting to hear all the Leinster guys. They think it was really tight. I they think, think it was too. I disagree with you. I think I think they got absolutely smashed in the tight exchanges and they were going backwards all day. They lost all the physical battles. I think maybe people will talk about one pass to Gary Ringrose. I thought Saracens could have got two or three other tries in that match fairly easily. I thought there was a golf in class last year, which is interesting. And, I mean, you obviously saw it differently to me. No, I, I think what people, because there was a, a, a general air of dismay with the last 20 minutes. You know, so well, the, ga the game was heading though. The game, the, well, the game was won. So yeah. there, whatever they did, yeah. you know, the memory is that you know whatever Leinster were trying to do, they were playing catch up and they mm. couldn't, and they're yeah. just you just get closed down. And it is a game of chess. Like once you get ahead, yeah. you know, you, you can you can defend. So I I would say if Leinster had converted some of their tries mm. uh, or their opportunities, that if they had. Uh, if they had to defend and mm. deny Saracens, they could have done exactly the same and just strangle them. Yeah, I see. I just saw it very differently. I saw. I thought like Leinster had one real opportunity, and I thought they made one mistake from a clearance kick before half time. I thought Saracens had all the moments, and I thought the same. Looking and sorry, I know we're talking about a game last year, but it is interesting because that's on the horizon. I think they're, yeah. they're playing very similarly, and I think if you if you think about it. A game is like. Would you rather have all the like you know ninety percent of the moments or ten percent of the moments? So you, I would say that the person, the team who has ninety percent of the dominant moments in the game, well, even if they don't convert on on the day, I, like they should win on ninety percent of the o, o, of the time. You know, and I thought the English match against Ireland on the weekend was very much that. I thought there was a twelve point difference, but England had all of the moments, like all of the. Play. Well, one of the things you've got. I mean, and I think it's it's a sad reflection on the game that. You know, at the at the very highest level, that it's down to physical strength, mm. and power, and physical fitness, and I I thought our back row were outclassed and outmuscled on a lot of on a lot of fronts, and I think Van der Fleer is a decent player, but he's not he's not Engl England and Twickenham, mm. and. And he has he he did well he did well against New Zealand, but that's a different type of game because the the Kiwis don't play that kind of power game. So the French French will do. I mean, their back row are pretty good, and the two Saffers they have in their in their pack, they are you know they're playing well at the moment. It's the United uh, Nations over there. Yeah. In, in terms of uh, personnel, then for the rest of the campaign, like who who would you change, bring in, or is there anyone in particular you think would make a big yeah, impact? Yeah, I and and I think he was sitting here a couple of weeks ago. I I, I and I think he's just been very very unlucky. I think Reese Ruddock yeah. is a guy, you know. So you're you're looking at what you're playing against, and you're just saying, okay, we, we we've got to we got to get across the game line, and we got to present. Power and I think for a guy who's nineteen and a half stone and six foot three, and he just does it week in week out. He's and uh, every time he seems to be in a position to get into the side and consolidate. Is is he gets injured or something happens, and um, so somebody like him, I'm not sure. I haven't seen enough of Will Connors, uh, and. It's hard to gauge with Cale and Doris because match the complexion of the match change and the, you know coming on the last twenty minutes England had England were I had to had thought when he said uh, you know we we could have declared at half time and, <laughs> it quite and he shouldn't have apologised I mean I, I, I don't funny. know yeah <laughs> I don't know why did somebody draw I don't think he did I think he just apologised on his own on his own behalf so um, so game game over 
uh, and everybody knew that. Um, so, but I thought Doris did offer a little bit of kind of aggression um, when he came on. He carried very well. So, you're going to have to change the back row, and you're going to have the you're going to have to play them. I, I don't think the Italy game is going to go ahead. Uh, so that's unfortunate. So you're going to have to change the composition of your of your back row, and it's one of the things you know. It always happens. You know, somebody gets picked, somebody gets injured, and then the old guys who were sort of saying, "Okay, you're gone." So I think O'Mahony was you know on the bench for most of the, if even out of the twenty three, comes back in decent performance against um, against Wales, and then really not at the races because he doesn't have the power to carry you know he he does his line out stuff and he'll make his tackles but that's pretty much that's it so you need a you need a you know Ireland really miss Sean O'Brien you know uh, hard to know whether he would have made it like, like individuals but certainly Sean O'Brien if he'd been playing I think that would have made a significant difference and I think Reese Ruddock and then you gotta you gotta decide you know the composition of your back row because it it won't it'll be a, it'll be a different game to Twickenham. It will be a very difficult game to, to, to you know the Paris game, and it'll be a much faster a much faster game like those those guys. I was very surprised that I watched three or four times Aldrete running. Mm. Jesus, he's he's as fast as some of their backs there. He just I remember and and they 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 hang him out in the in the backfield and they just give it to him. And then suddenly he trots up, and then suddenly he's gears. Like mm. I mean, he is really quick, that guy. So their back row is is very good, very dynamic. You know, so what do we do? Do we do we pick a power back row that we should have picked against England, or do we pick a loose enough back row because that'll be a that'll be a loose game. I mean, I've I've played in I've played in Twickenham when we got hidings, and I've played in Paris when we've got hidings, and. They're they're going to throw the ball around against us. I mean that's you know. Yeah. Then that that, that defence will be interesting though because it'll be very similar. Sean Edwards esque, you know, just yeah. all guns blazing. You know, they're just going to try and smash you backwards, and that's been a real. That's been the point of difference for them, really. You know, they had lots of quality. I think going forward, it was defensively they were really really loose. He looks like he's tightened them up a bit. It's harder to score against them, but in the tight exchanges, you know. That's where it's going to be won and lost again. And they've got some huge men in there as well, like very, very physical. And as Neil said, some serious athletes all through the pitch. So, um, you know, they're, they, the, they need to figure something out there. The other the other thing with the French, and might have escaped people, penalty count, well in, well down in signal figures. Mm -hmm. So not only has Edwards come in and tightened them up defensively, and the French have always, I think the French have always been defensively, have been very good. You have to get them up for it, though. Yeah. You know, if they're up for it. But just the, the change in mindset, don't mm -hmm. give away penalties. Don't give away penalties. And they, they've been very, very disciplined. And they've, mm -hmm. and they've kept going. And they're, I mean, they, they nearly gave it away against, uh, against England. I mean, there were, you know, another 10 minutes that, that mm. game would have... Yeah, but there was there was signs when they creaked that they said there was some of the old like you're not going to ever get it completely out of them. No, you know no. Um, they saw that game out pretty well in Cardiff at the weekend. I think yeah. I thought they did. Sorry, I uh, thought they did. Yeah. But they just had there's more like they if you get under if you get under their skin if you can get a bit of momentum like Wales got at certain periods um, in the game if you are brave um, you know I think the, you know they're they're a bigger challenge than they were but they're still you know you can still beat them. You yeah. Know? If we're coming into that and we, we need to win it, we can't do that. We just need to find out ways into the game and be able to hang on to it and give our guys momentum. You know, if we can't give them any momentum, we look we, we look very similar to how we looked in the weekend. Like that's that's what happens. That's how bad you can look if the pressure's on you for eighty minutes, like, and you're not getting any go for it. It's a simple game. It doesn't get really that complex, but you do. It requires some thought as to how you go and get the thing that's most important, which is the momentum. It's very important that you do that. Um, otherwise, everything you do is under pressure. Mm. How impressed have you been with France? Like, do you think this is a uh, is this really them back finally you know, at the top table? You know, they're probably going to be going for a Grand Slam in Paris if they see off Scotland. You know, this is the first time since 2010 they've actually legitimately contended for a Six Nations since over a full decade. Is it is it real, do you think? Yeah, I think. I I, I played against Fabian and um, you'd see him in the, uh, you'd see him in the press room. Like So he was doing a lot of media stuff and it's just something that 
it's very hard to reconcile. Like, you know, you go to the dark side and, you know, you have the fourth estate and you lose whatever. You know the way, like, I mean, if you're, you finish your career and you might take two or three years out and then suddenly, uh, yeah, I want to be a coach. I'll be a specialist coach. And then you, you make your way up there. And he did very well, I think, for Stade Francais. And he did very well, well, reasonably well for Montpellier. And then I think he had a row with Mohamed Altrad. And then he's back in and you see him in the press box. And he's too handsome to be a, to be a, to be a coach. <laughs> there are some pretty high fashion glasses. Yeah, I mean, they were, yeah, they were, they were <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, 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 I have to recognize, well, I, you know, the first thing he did, I mean, why didn't we why didn't we pick up Sean Edwards? You know, that's that's, that's the first thing. And he would have they would have known each other. And Ibanez, not sure about him either. Um you know, I think you did, you could talk to Egan to uh Ian Madigan about I think Ibanez was Ibanez I think it actually went well with Ibanez when yeah. he came in at the end. It was there was a, a coach before, I think Brunel there was it, there was a falling out. But Ibanez yeah. actually apparently was that actually went very well. Uh, he actually liked him a lot, and he's got very good English. I think even as from his time with Wasps, yeah. So and, he, and he's a good fella. Yeah, he seems to be a good guy. He's yeah, a good fella. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I think the overall kind of strategy and, and always dancing in behind. There's Laporte there. <laughs> you might sort of think you know he's far, far away, but he's not. And he's <laughs> he's masterminding everything, and he's he's. Uh, I don't. I've met him once, and and that's it. But I I think he's he's a little bit mad, but. He gets everything done. Like when he when he coached France, they were they were you know they were very very competitive, mm-hmm. and a lot of people questioned his methods, but they worked. And I think he is kind of looking after Galtier at the moment, just a little bit behind the scenes. And I think they they kind of have it right now. Will they will they they'll have to go again? I think you know. So they have they've had two very good under twenty sides. But it's a long way away, like it's three and a half years away. And we certainly, you know, as far as Ireland are concerned, we can <laughs> never again can we say, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're gearing towards, you know, a four-year cycle. <laughs> Forget about it, lads. Just turn up two months before and, and take, a, take a chance. So uh, will you get all of those guys through? Uh, yeah, the age profile is, is pretty good. And I did, I did like the look of Jalaber. Uh, but I mean, you, you could pick like so Rata. I mean, Rata. So Peno. I I don't rate Peno. I just think he make he makes too many mistakes. Mm. And I thought Teddy Thomas was just a disgrace the other day. <laughs> I just he very he, he is. I mean, like lads. Here's my job description. Just give me the ball. I don't do anything else. I have no idea about defending. I don't know how to tackle. And like I don't like the physical stuff either, so just just give me the ball and I'll do something great. And I'm a really selfish player as well. If there's guys outside <laughs> me, I just I, I have the blinkers on and I'm going to try something else. It'll be a low percentage play. And you can't have a guy like so. He's the you know if he plays on 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 whatever it is three weeks time, uh, you know Ireland have a have a chance. But they they have so much quality. You know, like. Going back to, to Rata, so they picked Rata's instead of Peno, and he's tiny. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's got great gas and whatever else, but where do they get him from? I, you know, they, they, These they guys must, are everywhere there. Yeah, yeah. but they must, have, they must have seven or eight wingers. Like e- e- even um, they're playing Gutian, the, uh, the uh, Toulouse center. He's a winger, and they're playing him in the center. Yeah. And... You know, just but even on the even um, why can't uh, the, the other Toulouse guy. Why can't you pick your best wingers, lads? <laughs> why just why are you picking Teddy Tama and? But even who's the Toulouse winger? Um, or the Toulouse centre playing the wing for them. Uh, unbelievable player. He's brilliant on the weekend. Um, Afiku. Afiku. Yeah. Afiku. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like he's how good was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they just have so many good rugby players. I think is the point. Like it's like and uh, you know the depth is that I think they do need to figure out who the guys are. Like I I, I agree with you. I think there's a few guys there that you're t- saying oh against New Zealand or against South Africa or you know against England and you know over in Twickenham or something like that. Are they going to be able to do it for you? Can you trust Teddy Thomas? I think they'll be. They should be able to find someone that they can trust. I think there's enough quality there for them to do that. I, I also think it'll require some training. 
I think the real problem for France has been the training and having access to the guys. It looks like they've, Laporte has probably addressed that. It looks like they've had a word with the clubs and they've said, listen, guys, we can't have them. Like you're just, you're, you're ruining your own assets here. If everyone agrees that, you know, you know, that they're all going to do this with their French players, they're going to give them the week off there. It'll benefit everyone here. You know, they're not going to ruin your guys coming back to what is a really, really tough and long season. So, They've addressed a few of those key, key, key little issues, you know. And someone like Sean Edwards, with the amount of talent, as Neil said, someone, just a few small things. It's all you need, tweaks. It makes it looks like it, it takes on a completely different complexion. And I think that's what's happening in there at the moment. And the key part for them is now, can they build on that? Can they introduce a few, like one or two of these guys from the under-20s, you know, who'll be 23, 24 coming into that Some World Cup? In there, yeah. yeah, but, you know, that's the, can, they, can they introduce Mar more of these Mar guys Mar in? Um, you know, do they need to? They probably need, you know, you'll probably have one or two outstanding guys who'll come through. But I think things look pretty good there at the moment. It's just whether it all blows up. It, they're capable of they're, like that's the thing with France it can, that can happen so quickly over there but I mean they, they, <clears> they've had some I mean the calls who are the guys are the guys who are entrusted to deliver a coach knowledgeable enough and good enough you know so some of the guys they picked as coaches over the last it's all about the coaching at this level of the game it's all about coaching all about coaching and and uh, they have just about the right man because Galtier has he's a kind of a he's an icon mm. and they they would respect him and he and he's a strict enough guy apparently okay. so uh, you know they they've got the coaching ticket right and they could pick they could pick 45 players and and still get it right <laughs> they have done in the past that's yeah. the problem <laughs> but that's the thing that they, they won't you won't see 20 changes yeah. uh, 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 sort of a, so and and motivation i think they can you can motivate and this is I mean if this is Andy Andy Farrell's it's one of his you know one of his key performance indicators as a coach you know motivating his players or intimidating them whatever he has to do to get them right but he didn't get it right you know he didn't get it right on on, uh, on Sunday and I don't know pep talk I don't know, was it Bono or Jedward? That, uh, <laughs> he won't be invited <laughs> back in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just before we finish up, lads, the news today, Joey Carberry, another set injury setback. He's obviously recovering from a wrist injury. He's had yeah. further surgery on that ankle issue that he picked up in the World Cup warm-up games and then after the World Cup, it sidelined him again. It's just, you know, 18 months it'll probably be by the end of it of just pretty much constant... Uh, Lee on the sidelines with, with various injuries is you know terrible for us to go player. Ah, it's it's a it's a shocker, you know, and it seems like he's there's been a you know a few bad decisions made, um, particularly that one world pre World Cup looks like it was a mistake at this point, particularly when he has to go back in to get that ankle uh, looked at again. Um, yeah, he needs to be careful now. He's become a little bit like it reminds me a little bit of myself, you know. It becomes a real cycle for you because your body starts allowing for things when it has when it has a problem. So he's whatever his problem is left or whatever, whatever it is, one ankle. It's obviously something that's been persistent, but the body starts over allowing for it on the other side. You end up coming up with other issues. Um, so he needs to kind of introduce himself back in fairly, fairly gently, I think, and make sure that he's fully right when he comes back. There's a real lesson for that in him. I presume there was a bit of pressure. It sounds like there was probably a little bit of pressure to go f uh, to the World Cup, but I'm sure there was from himself as well. But you just have to listen to your body. Like it's a long career, and look at the look at the rest of his year now. It looks like it's been completely wrecked by one poor decision to to go to the World Cup. So there's it's unfortunately it's a hard lesson to learn um, and look in saying all that it could be wrong but it just sounds like that's what's after happening I'm not going to lie it's that's hard, what it looks like it's hard to turn down the chance to, to go to a World Cup I know you like I mean on one leg you'd go yeah. so you, you, well you, you have can. to be taken out of your hands that decision though yeah well, no I I don't know I, I think he I think he would have been lost out there last Sunday I think he would have just got blown away mm. even if he if he was kind of fully fit and he's a He's a he's a lovely footballer, but that type of game there, you know, he just would have been as lost. Maybe his execution would have been a, a sort of a little bit better than than Johnny's. I think uh, you're going to have to look outside him, um, and I don't know. I I really like the look of Frawley. Oh, is that a way, yeah. I really do, really and I like I like Harry Byrne, and the kid is playing. Johnson playing for the twenties. Now they come and go, you know. But just Frawley, I, I think you really just mentally. I think he's he's strong, and physically he's strong, and and he's clever too, and he has all the skills. 
And so if I was Andy Farrell and you're picking your team to go to Australia, you send Joey to a horse whisperer and off to the that guy in, in Santry and the, the rehab guy, don't know what his name is. Andy King, he's not there yeah. anymore. But yeah, that, that, he, someone like him would be perfect for him now. And, and then you sort of, you pick, okay, who do you, who do you want to be your out half for the World Cup? And you got, that's how far ahead you got to think. And I just think for all of you, you can't leave them behind. And you got to, you got to make some really uh, courageous uh, left field decisions. And you just sort of say, okay, who's going to be my main man? Because I don't think, I think Johnny uh, was so far off kilter from everything from, do you remember the, do you remember the free play that they had? They had a, they had a penalty advantage and he kicked it left to the left hand side of the field and I went directly into touch and he had Peter Mahoney chasing it. Oh, yeah, I do remember that one, yeah. And that, that's, I think that's probably the worst play of Johnny's entire career there, you know, and at a moment when they had a, you know, mm. he could do 12 things there and he took something that wasn't even in the playbook. What uh, did you think of Ross Byrne? I thought Ross Byrne was pretty good when he came on. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether that was the game it turned or not, but I, I like Ross Byrne. I yeah. really like him. I think the real problem with Frawley is going to be, where does he get the game time? That's going to be the problem. Like, where is he going to get game time? How yeah, fast? Yeah, but like he could, that, that's where he could end up. But like, I don't know, like I think he is, he looks like a smashing player to me. I come, I, you hear, I'm always banging on about Frawley. I think he looks really, really good and he's got a good head on his shoulders. And as Neil said, he's tough as well. He looks like a kind of a, like he looks like he's the build of a, he doesn't quite hit like a like an international centre yet. He might be able to, but he hits, you know, hits well for a 10. I like, I like the look of him and he's a lovely player, makes good decisions on the line. Now, he you know probably needs to get exposed to playing against the top teams. But when's he going to do that? Like, when do we actually really see what his decision-making is like with half a second less against a Saracens team or against a Toulouse team or, a, you know, one of the top sides um, or against Munster, even an Interpro? Like, we need to see we need to see him there. But I don't see where the opportunity comes. I don't know about you guys, but he looks like a guy who, uh, he's coming to an inflection point in his career and he needs to make a decision about whether he thinks he's good enough to, to, to play at the top level. I certainly like the look of him. Um, it's interesting hearing Neil say that as well. Um, I, I think I say it every time I see him play mm. but like Joey you know so I, I, I think maybe even kind of full back you know I, I, I don't think you've been listening to the pod have you well, <laughs> no I, 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 kinda, I wrote about this a couple <clears throat> of months ago and I just I, I just think uh, you know it's just too congested uh, you know at out half and he, and he does wonderful things but at the at the highest level you know, he, he's he's a Pro 14 and he's a Heineken Cup out half and he's, you know, a lesser nation out half. But at the top level, which is England, France, New Zealand, South Africa, you know, you need a big physical player. And maybe Joey, Joey's not that guy. Well, I, I thought it sounds like Graham Henry made a call about him when he was 20, that he should be a 10. And everyone else just thought... Oh, well, if Graham Henry thinks it, uh, that has to be true. Uh, yeah. I've been saying it for years that he's, his best position will be full-back. I've been saying that for years. I just think he's a beautiful footballer, but it was too late nearly to make the transition in. He wasn't ever going to get the opportunity, so he spent two years sitting behind Johnny Sexton playing at 10 or at full-back. They even picked Ross Byrne ahead of him in, in, in Leinster for a period there. It's, it's one of the things, and I know we're going on a, a sort of a little bit, but just the, the, the kind of the full-back and, uh, you know, Larmer wasn't just it was just the sort of game that it was uh, and I don't think he's a footballer I think he's he's a great stepper and he's an athlete um, and he's an instinctive player but I just think in terms of football I think Joey's pretty I was ball handling so yeah. like he would be a great link because yeah. you got two like generally speaking with Leinster or with Ireland the two guys playing in there they're not. I don't see any other distributor. So yeah. if you look at if you look at Ireland, you know that if Johnny Sexton's down, well, everything else is off Conor Murray. Like it ain't going outside them. No, that's what I think. No. I, I always say they need to figure out who that third playmaker is. Like I think Gary Ringrose is a superb runner. I think the next step in his game is whether he can release someone else. 
Mm. Can he release his fullback? Can he release his winger? That's the modern game. You need one other person to be able to do that. We know Bundy Akeen isn't, isn't going to do that. We know Robbie Henshaw probably isn't going to do that either. Um, both brilliant players, and you need someone like them in your back line. But that other person, you need someone else. It has to be either your 13 or your 15 that is that playmaker and that link. Otherwise, the pitch is pretty much 10 yards tighter because you can't get the ball over to the winger. Mm. And they can just hedge their bets all day. They can just keep coming off the line, pushing you backwards, pushing you backwards, because they know you can't get the ball there. And I even think as a kicking option, you know, like having a 15 there who can really, you know, can slide one in really well, can spot a gap, can kick it over the 15, can chip the ball into space for his winger, can grubber a nice one through. Like we saw how well, I actually thought Jordan Larmer did it very well, and so did Conway against Wales. But something, you need, I, I, I've been saying this for a very long time, I think that there's a creative gap there um, that teams that come up really hard against Irish teams, there's no one really there to fill the gap. I can see plenty of wingers. I just don't see the next, the fullback that, that, that's going to be the link. I've been saying that for a very long time. So it's interesting to hear that. Like I've said that for a long time about Johnny, or for about, um, <coughs> excuse me, Joey. Um, unbelievable footballer. Like you can see he's got all the talent. He can beat a guy if he needs to. He's got the change of pace. But the ball handling would be a differentiator for him. Um, but look, he's made the decision and now we're kind of sitting here wondering like, what, what, what's next for Ireland? Like, how can they re-inject that kind of enthusiasm? How can they get the ball to all these exciting steppers, your Keith Earls, your Stockdales, your, your Jordan Larmers? Like, how do we unleash these guys? Because we know they'll cause trouble for any t- team they come up against. Problems are, can we get the ball? Can we get them going forward? But can we actually get the ball there once we go forward? So, lots yeah. of questions. Yeah, lots can of questions. We them? tried our best to answer them tonight. <laughs> <We> tried, <yeah. laughs> uh, Neil, Luke, thanks so much for joining me. Cheers. And that's all we have time for this week on the Left Wing in association with Land Rover. We will be back next week with another podcast. And in the meantime, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or listen on independent.ie. So until next week, thank you for listening and goodbye. The Left Wing Podcast in association with Land Rover. Whether you're headed to a match or a weekend away, there's plenty of space for your team and their gear in the new Discovery Sport.